for today is from Mark chapter 12, starting in verse 28. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, Teacher, which command is the, is the first of all? Jesus answered, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said what, that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself, by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord, so how can he be his son? And the large crowd was listening to him with delight. As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people came and put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for bringing us into this place for worship and for your purpose. Inspire us in all that we do, that we may serve you, that we may feel you leading us into the world to serve you in all the places we are. Be with us today, in Jesus' name. Amen. So two weeks ago, we skipped a lesson. The narrative lectionary is telling the story of Jesus and Jesus' ministry that comes in Mark's Gospel. 
but we skipped a lesson, which we'll have again in a couple of weeks. And that lesson was the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. It's usually the Palm Sunday reading, so we'll read that on Palm Sunday. But, um, but it's important to point that out and remind ourselves that this is actually just days before he's crucified. That Jesus is teaching in the temple, and there's this controversy that's swirling around him. And he's, he's having conflict with groups along the way, and eventually it will bubble over and lead to his arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane on the night of the Passover. So Jesus is teaching, and unlike other experiences with the leaders, he's teaching and he's there haggling over points and he's trying to get his, himself across. And while he's doing that, there's a scribe who's listening. And the scribes are usually the ones who are like in cahoots with the Pharisees. They're a version of Pharisees, just think of them that way. And, and uh, they're usually the ones who are very critical and always trying to trick Jesus or something like that. This guy has a different agenda. He's listening, and he's seeing that Jesus is really, really on point with the things that he thinks are true, too. And so, so he gives him a question, which is this good rabbinical question, uh, which is the greatest commandment. And Jesus gives him the rabbi answer, because it starts with the Shema prayer. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Shema Israel Adonai, Eloheinu Adonai Echad. That's the prayer that is spoken by Jews repeatedly during the day, every day. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall have no other gods. You know the prayers and that kind of thing. So, love the Lord your God is the greatest prayer, the greatest commandment. That's the first. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the scribe has this interesting response. He actually gets a little more jazzed, jazzed about it. He says, teacher, that, that's so simple. That's exactly right. That, that's all the things that I've ever learned. And then he adds to it a little bit. And, and Jesus actually says, ah, you're not far from the kingdom of God. If we believe the kingdom of God is pie in the sky when we die, then what Jesus told him is he's about to die. Right? But that's not what he said. That's not why he said it. He said it because the kingdom of God is also a present tense experience of wholeness, of safety and security and community. And that's what this man had just stepped right up against and was almost very near to. You're not far from the kingdom. That that coming together of these two, you know, Jesus and someone who seems to normally be kind of opposed to Jesus and Jesus' way of being and his teaching, and then coming to this agreement and, and synchronicity in their understanding of God and Scripture is a pretty, pretty poignant message for us today, I think. And I wonder, because then Jesus goes into this list of teachings that he tells the people, and he uses those scribes in his teaching. I don't think he was talking about this guy, though. But typically, the scribes are like he describes later in his teaching. So he, the, there's like bullet points to his, his teaching. He's probably standing in the temple, pointing out something that's going on right here where the people can turn and see right then, right? He starts with probably what they were talking about before, making a point about David and the Messiah being the son of David. 
Well, he points out there's a lack of logic to that in our own scripture, the Torah. So holding on to David as your ancestor is something that people hold up as a source of pride and arrogance. And he points out that's silly because that's not going to be the Messiah. And then the other list of things. Beware of the scribes who like to be greeted with honor in the marketplace. But it's for their own sake, not for God's. Beware of their behavior because they like uh, to say long prayers, but it's really to draw attention to themselves. It's not actually a prayer to God. It is to get attention. They like these things for their own sake. Don't be like that. Again, I don't think he was talking about the scribe in the first half of the scenario of this story. I think he was using that as an example to say, you see these other scribes? The way they're going about it? This guy's got some things going on. Those guys don't. They're long robes. <laughs> they're long robes. But the why is the important part. And then he sits down across from the treasury. He's in the temple, and the treasury in the temple is described in great detail in uh, historical documents and archaeological documents. The, the treasury was a row of copper pots. They were made of metal, and they were big. And when people would put their offering in them, there's debate about what shape they were, that kind of thing. But they, were, they were made of copper, and so when people would put their offering into them, it would make noise. And you have to imagine, too, that that was like a part of the process of coming to the temple for worship it would be changing their imperial coinage out in the marketplace, changing it for coins that weren't graven images that had the picture of Caesar on. So they would get it changed into coins, and then they would come into the treasury. Ah, make a big noise. No, that didn't make nearly as big noise as I hoped it would. But... You get the point. There was a big metal pot. They would put their coins in it and it would draw attention to their offerings. Oh, wow, yeah. For the sake of getting the attention and honor themselves. And in the midst of this, there's a poor widow who comes in and just drops two coins in. Doesn't get near the attention. There's some debate about that. Uh, theologians that I listen to and as commentary this week about whether or not Jesus is actually giving props to the woman building up the widow. He might also be drawing attention to her state. Because one of the points that he made earlier is that those scribes, they, they like to be in places of honor, but they devour widows and their households. And now he encounters a widow who's evidence of what he was saying. This is evidence of the injustice in the system. Jesus points this out and says, those who are giving large offerings, saying long prayers, wearing long robes, all for their own aggrandizement and their own attention, are entirely missing the point. The point is back to the beginning of the conversation with the scribe. Love God and love neighbor. So now today, in our context in which we are living and surviving right now, coronavirus and our political uh, rancor and all the things that are going on in the world right now. Two big examples of how we might address the things that God wants us to be about. The first is 
Jesus gives a great example of two people of different minds coming together and finding a unison. Finding a sense of connectedness, even though they may still disagree about things. What a great image for us. What a great model for us to do today. And then secondly, the list of things are these, these things about the why. Don't stop giving big gifts to the church or to charities. Don't stop saying long prayers if you need to pray. But if you're doing it for your own, your own attention, then it will be, that will be a greater condemnation. There's a lot of that sense of, like from last week's lesson, the looking out for number one, getting myself the attention and built up. And that's, that's going on in our world right now. It's, it's materializing as important with basic supplies and things that are going on in, our, uh, in the marketplace now. We as people of faith, need to let go of that and understand that loving God, loving neighbor. And God is faithful and he has given us the things that we need, even in this time of trial. May we be those people that Jesus is talking about. We build up the 